Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about yet another Detroit documentary, this one focusing on the city's history, and in particular, the history of Michigan Central Station, which Ford recently announced that it will revitalize and use again in the Corktown neighborhood. Uh, We're going to talk with one of the filmmakers from the History Channel that was involved in that documentary. We'll also, a little later in the show, give away more copies of Matthew Desmond's book, Evicted, which is the focus of our Detroit Today Summer Book Club. Uh, We're going to read the book together, and then we're going to have discussions all summer about housing insecurity issues here in the southeast Michigan area. Uh, Evicted is about the way that uh, rental evictions in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, seem to drive and define poverty in that community. Uh, We want to talk about all of the housing insecurity issues here in southeast Michigan that make it difficult for people to stabilize their home lives. Uh, Think about uh, evictions themselves. Think about uh, foreclosures, bank foreclosures, tax foreclosures. Think about the issue of squatting. Even uh, elderly people who live in homes that they own and no longer have the money to be able to keep them up. We want to get to all of those things in segments here on the program, and we have many live events scheduled through the summer as well. You can find out about all of them at WDET.org, or you can go to Facebook and search for Detroit Today Summer Book Club and join us there for online discussions about that. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that later as well to get a book and continue the conversation about housing insecurity. But up first today, we have a real treat, the complete second season of WDET's podcast, Twisted Storytellers, is now on demand and ready for download wherever you get your podcast. Season two infuses a bit of levity into a city that feels really heavy at times. And what's brilliant about host Satori Shakur is that she can pull the light moments out of even the most serious storyteller and find the humanity in every story. Let's listen now to a bit of season two of the podcast. This story is told by Satori herself. I was spending over $300 a month on foot massage. It was getting out of hand. I had to quit some of my other vices to afford it. I quit smoking cigarettes. I reduced my medical marijuana budget. I gave, I gave up straight hair. I locked, my, I locked my hair. And if you know anything about a black woman, that was a bold move on my part. So now I'm, this is like in 1999, 2000. So I'm visiting my sister in Detroit. I lived in Toronto at the time. I'm visiting my sister in Detroit. And I walk in and she's in the bathroom. She's waving this card around. Kato's, Kato's, girl. I I had had a pedicure, but this was a pedicure. It lasted three hours. I'm like, three hours? Uh, Doreen, he got a foot fetish. Give me his car. (laughs) I'm sitting here laughing about Satori Shakur and her wonderful storytelling prowess and the tradition of all great societies and tribes, we here in Detroit have a brilliant storyteller to carry on our traditions and culture. And that storyteller is Satori Shakur, who joins me now on Detroit Today. Welcome to the studio, Satori. 
Thank you, Stephen. Yes. You always present me <laughs> so big, and I I appreciate that because it's you, you know. Let me rise. Let me rise. To well, that. I think you have. I think you have absolutely uh, earned all of that. I mean, I I am always really blown away by the work that you do, not just in the way that you tell stories, but as I said in the intro, the way that you get other people to tell their stories and really open up about things that in many cases are pretty tough to talk about uh, and have some pain associated with them, but you really bring levity to those moments in a way that I think is is quite human and, again, is really indicative of our spirit here uh, in the store in the city of Detroit. So uh, let's start with uh, one of your stories that's going to be on the National Moth Show mm-hmm. next week. In it, mm-hmm. you grieve the loss of your mother and then son, but find that your passion for connection is what sustains you. There's a lot of grief today in our community of storytellers, journalists. Uh, there was yes. a shooting at the Capitol Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, yesterday that that claimed the lives of five journalists. One of them, Rob Hyacin was somebody I worked with at the Baltimore Sun uh, about 20 years ago and someone I considered a friend. Uh, So it's been a tough night. Uh, And yesterday there was this sort of really interesting reaching out for connection among journalists. Uh, I I heard and sort of talked to, heard from and talked to all kinds of people that I had known who also knew Rob, uh, that, that Sun newsroom of the late 1990s seemed to sort of come back together on social media yesterday trying to trying to make sense of uh, of what happened uh, but talk about the kind of need for connection that we have I, that, that's what it reminds me of is that I think we were all looking for each other more than anything else to to try to understand how we're supposed to feel about this and how we're supposed to react mm-hmm. well that's that's our mission to connect humanity, heal, and transform community through the art and craft of storytelling. And I'm so sorry for your loss, and I am not surprised that you, you, you journalists as a group and a community would look for each other mm-hmm. because you lost five of yours and more. And, uh, and, and journalists, been we've been losing journalists when they go overseas. And so to, 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 to bond together is a natural human thing and to tell your stories, but groups, if one person is targeted in a group, Mm -hmm. the whole group becomes afraid. Everybody feels vulnerable. Everybody feels vulnerable and everybody who in that group, whose families are, it's, it's a whole rippling effect to that. So I think it's very important to come together and tell stories. And I think it's important to tell stories in community because this gentleman that committed this murder, mm-hmm. he had story. Right. And his story took on a life of its own. It became a truth for him and he acted on it. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to think about that. I'm not sure that this has occurred to me in the last 24 hours that this person also has some story and obviously an inordinate amount of pain that he wasn't mm-hmm. able to, mm-hmm. to deal with in a, in a mm-hmm. reasonable or productive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, being heard is probably the greatest gift a human being can achieve because we only exist, I believe, in another's listening. So if he, I'm not defending any murders or anything sure. like that. I'm just saying every 
one has a story. And if those stories aren't heard, then where do they go? They just bottle up, bottle up, and then you're telling the story to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it grows and grows and it justifies, and then it, it turns into an action. Yeah. And sometimes the consequence of those actions cannot be reversed. So storytelling, since the beginning of humankind mm -hmm. is here is here for us like organic fruits and vegetables and everything else in nature to use as therapy in yeah. community to to be able to speak to have elders and those around us give us counsel to just to be heard is an, is, is is special it's special right yeah. right no that's a, it's an incredible feeling uh this season on the podcast we have stories about race and marriage mm -hmm. and family uh, those are all pretty heavy topics, but as I said in the intro, uh, there are a lot of laughs that get packed <laughs> into uh, into these heavy topics. How do you get storytellers to see the funny side of really painful things, the, to, to sort of be able to, to even indulge that idea that there might be something funny about uh, uh, an event or, or a feeling that you have that, that really is quite dark? Well, it's not that I get them to see it. It's already there, and I hear it because <laughs> mm -hmm. I uh, hear it, and, and they, oh, I didn't even, but it's just human nature when, especially if, you tell, if you're honest. Honesty is so funny mm -hmm. sometimes because it's unexpected. We don't, and we had one storyteller, Camille Woods, who told a story about her son being killed, and she's a teacher, and one of her students came up and and he he said, I did an act of kindness, Miss Woods. I I, I mowed a, 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 someone's lawn, and she said, I I um I I if I, I wish I could tell you that life changed mm -hmm. and it was a wonderful moment, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of funny because it goes against the assumption that oh, change has happened in this moment. But it was what she did was say that maybe he didn't change, but she did. Yeah, yeah. and so it's just. I mean, it's my my need at the time when I told the foot fetish story, uh -huh. <laughs> I was going through a divorce. I had not told anyone. Huh. And so unbeknownst to me, somewhere in my subconscious or unconscious, I needed a human touch. And I do love foot massages. They're so relaxing. <laughs> when my sister told me it was three hours long, I said, wait a minute, well, I'm that. in for a treat. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know that I was going to confront my divorce yeah. and the consequences and all of that of my divorce. But when it, it, it resulted in that I was relieved yeah. in some way. Wow. And, um, I had released in some way. We can't just keep things bottled up, bottled up, especially life altering things. Mm -hmm. We can't keep them bottled up cause we'll explode. We're not designed to just keep things bottled up. Everything explodes. You put too much air in a balloon pop. Right. Right. Uh, the, the storytellers that you work with, mm -hmm. uh, after you're done and mm -hmm. they they perform, uh, uh, what do they tell you about how they feel? <laughs> what, do, they, do they feel that same sense of relief? or A lot of them tell me they do. They, some of them change careers. They become public speakers. They find wow. a purpose in, in, in what they say. They are Gail Perry. May, I run into people all the time and they say, <laughs> I go, people say, I heard your story. I heard your story. Oh my God. And so they, and that's the purpose of it. So that when you go out and public people can say, well, how's your mother? Mm -hmm. Or that was so funny what you said, or I didn't know. And you know, and it's, and to just get the, to hear the stories that come out, having a, a, a white mother 
and then refinding your mother mm-hmm. and she's a racist <laughs> and it, you know it's like and you're black and it's like all of these twisted connections that right. somehow when we pursue them and and we we can find the love we can find the possibility and the hope yeah. in them but without them being on the table we have no way to address them yeah yeah or help or support this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Satori Shakur. She is the host of the Twisted Storytellers podcast here on WDET. Season two of the podcast is available where on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, you'll hear stories about race and marriage and family. And there's a sort of thread throughout this season of finding real levity in the serious issues that we face, not just as Detroiters, but as human beings living in the city of Detroit. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, talk about storytelling, talk about the power of storytelling in your life, uh, talk about the storytellers themselves, journalists uh, who are today mourning uh, the deaths of five of our brothers and sisters uh, in Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland, where a gunman walked into a newsroom and decided to take his feelings out on uh, uh, the people there with a gun. Uh, 313-577-1019, as always, is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will try to work you into the conversation. Uh, um, I want to ask you, Satori, about Detroit and storytelling in Detroit. Uh, as I said, I, I think uh, you are our sort of chief storyteller uh, of the tribe that we would sort of describe ourselves as, uh, as, as Detroiters. What is the city's story right now? And we're going to talk a little later with someone who's making a documentary about the city of Detroit and trying to tell uh, one facet of that story. But I'm really curious, given the number of people you interact with who are telling stories here in the city, what you hear collectively about this place from them. Well, I was at St. Peter's Church yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I ran into Deborah Taylor of We the People, uh, and she was working on a campaign. She's working on the Flint water, and her telling story that in just a few years from now, we won't be able to, most of the people won't be able to afford their water bills. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's a, there's a Hopi native saying that he who can tell the story rules the world. And the story that are, the stories that are coming out of Detroit most loudly are the great um, renovation, the cos- cos- cosmetics of the city, mm-hmm. um, the gentrification, all the stadiums and the this and the that in Amazon and all of these corporate stories. But then there's another tale and maybe two or three. Maybe this is a tale of three cities, but mm-hmm. there are there is the emergency manager piece. There's the education piece. And there are all of the stories that are tough that sort of pushed back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and so I think it's important to, for people to come and tell their stories, you know, and and tell their experience and, and, and carry forth the wisdom of their experience. Yeah. And then we can have compassion for that because, you know, I was just in New York and, and people think we're a murder city, but then again, they think we're um, a city of opportunity and, and the, <laughs> the, mur- the murder piece <laughs> keeps them from coming. And it's right. just so, and why don't you just... Um, 
you and if we they could hear a lot of the stories because a lot of the stories that come to the stage they are about a p- personal journeys they're not really they 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 always come at the end of it mm-hmm. they somehow soar they've overcome and i think this is what we're made to do human beings we're 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 made to be challenged and made to rise and, and through that rising we grow and hopefully expand and be inclusive and uh, so I think that the tone of the nation right now isn't so much of inclusivity. It's, it's more of exclusivity and not kindness, mm-hmm. not generosity. Mm-hmm. And somehow, even though we're supposed to have all this money and unemployment is down, there is a tension, anxiety, yeah. Yeah. frustration that you might associate with poverty or having not enough. So why is this what is this energy? Where is it coming what, where from? Where is it right? coming from if we're so wealthy and we're so fine? So I want to hear those stories. I want to hear if we could put a whole swath of stories together. What's the common? What's the commonality of all those stories? Because yeah. that turns into a statistic. Yes. But I want to hear the story of the statistic. And how can we address that commonality? If everybody, if, if, if people over here, no matter what their race, gender, age, if they're all having the same challenge... What can we do about it? And yeah. I love that Cortez in uh, New York won that election. I hear she spent one hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Such and, an amazing story. And told a story. Right? Yeah. And connected. That's right. She told the story, right? Uh, Beautiful. I, I saw story. someone say that yesterday. Mm-hmm. That that was what attracted people to her. She was telling a story, and the person she was running against was, you know, an incumbent with a long record, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell a good enough story to the voters. Well, he wasn't there. She ruled. Yeah. yeah. But he was so generous in that he wrote a sure. song for her. Yeah, and, right. And that was very civil. I had to say, oh, at the time, oh, you, you did That's good, right. sir. That's right. You did but, it the right way. But when she took off her shoes on the subway platform and put on the, her high heels and put on the flat shoes, I yeah. said, I'm voting for her. That's right. <laughs> My toes hurt, too. You know, it was like she. <laughs> That's right. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. Let's go to Stuart in Bloomfield. Stuart, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, good morning. Hey. I recognize that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had the pleasure and honor of being selected to participate in uh, a storyteller Uh event that Satori put on. And one of the wonderful things that Satori did when she was tutoring me along telling my story was to tell the story from within and have it come out as opposed to being analytical and looking at your story from above or around and just being that story. And uh, I'd say the venue and the fact that, you know, I'm I'm white and Jewish and most of the audience was African-American, made the story, and my my story was about race. Uh Uh, I was thoroughly embraced by the people that were listening. And they made me feel incredibly comfortable. And from that, the story ended up having legs. And what I mean by that is that I would see people, as Satori alluded to, on the street or out and about. And they'd say, I heard your story and I had no idea. And it meant a lot to me and it touched me in my own way, from my own perspective. Hmm. Um, and that was the wonderful, one of the many wonderful parts about uh, the storytelling sure. venue. Sure. Uh, Stuart, thanks very much. Thank you, Stuart, for the call and uh, and that wonderful sort of examination of what this process was was able to do for you. I really I really appreciate your adding that to the program. 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we're going to talk more about Telling Detroit's Story, a new history TV network special explores the city's comeback. We're going to talk with a historian who is featured in the special. And don't forget, we are asking you to read with us this summer. Search on Facebook for the Detroit Today Summer Book Club and join us as we read and discuss Matthew Desmond's Evicted and talk about housing insecurity here in Southeast Michigan. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today. 